runs down. It goes DK All right. Welcome to the Back Row Redskins show. In this show, man, I got some special guests for you guys. I'm going to start off with Hansel. Hansel is a passionate, passionate Washington football fan. Hansel, introduce yourself, brother. What's up, Twitter world, uh, Washington football team world. Excited to be here. I'm Hansel, a longtime uh, WFT fan. Since the day I was born, I was born into it. Uh, my mom, my mom actually got me into it, so I'm excited to be here. Thank you, Manny, for having me on, and uh, I'm ready to chop it up with you, fellas. Absolutely. Let's get it, man. I got Christian. I'm not going to say your last name, Christian, because I always <laughs> wrong, but this guy right here knows the stuff. He's from the Redskins Hub. Introduce yourself, Christian. Uh, what's up, y'all? My name is Christian. Um, I, uh, as Manny said, I know him through Redskins Hub and other fantasy football league and whatnot. But in my young life, I've always been a Washington fan. My dad got me into it. And ever since uh, Todd Gollins had that magical wild card run, I've been a Redskins fan and now Washington football <laughs> fan since. Um, I've never seen a Super Bowl or a playoff win as I've been alive. So, I mean, I look forward to the day I can say that for the Burgundy and Gold. It's coming, man. It's coming. Mm -hmm. man, I got George Carmi, man. Hey, I've been a fan of yours since last year. You probably don't even remember, man. I know you did some stuff with my guy, Josh Taylor. And I was like, this guy right here is sharp, man. So ever since then, man, I've been you know, following you on Twitter, following your work, man. Appreciate you coming on the show. Introduce yourself, George. No, I really appreciate it, man. I appreciate being with all you guys here, man. You know, good fans, good family over here. So uh, I'm George Carmi from FBC Washington. I've uh, been a fan of Washington my whole life. I have two older brothers. They're like 47, 45. They school me to the game, watching Mark Rippon, Gary Clark, the posse growing up. Fan for life, man. So, you know, one of my hobbies is kind of put my passion to work and spreading about the Reds Redskins and WFT, as Hans says, so over there. So. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Next guy is one of my best friends, man, Adam Aniba. This guy right here has the best articles. He's from the Burgundy and Gold Report. Introduce yourself, my brother. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, so we started the Burgundy and Gold Report. Uh, this is going to be the fourth year now. Uh, we finally got our .com launched this um, January. Um, we have our player prospect cards, um, unique, I believe. Uh, I do scouting uh, simply for uh, bases on Washington football, uh, where I believe that they fit. I received my training at the Scouting Academy under Lewis Riddick and a lot of other great GMs and former scouts, and just happy to hear and shop it up with you guys. Awesome, man. Last but not least, I got my guy, Disco. Man, this guy right here is passionate, man. He has lots of interesting takes. And I'd say about 80% I agree with. The other 20, we kind of go back and forth. <laughs> I, respect, I respect his takes. And when he said that he can come on the show, I was excited. Welcome to the show, Disco. Introduce yourself, bro. Hey, fellas, how you doing? Hey, man, 80%, man, I'll take that. Hey, that's, 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 that's pretty good. That's, that's all the beauty of it, man. Yeah, Disco here, man, native Washingtonian. Um, 
you know, grew up on Redskins. I think uh, when I first got uh, interest in the Redskins at the time when it was Redskins, uh, Billy Kilmer was a quarterback. So I'm pre-Joe Theismann in the pre-Golden era. So I was actually able to see it from its infancy. Um, so, you know, I'm really happy to be here. Shout out. Um, Dave Butts is my favorite. A uh, little unusual, but he's my favorite uh, Redskins of all time. Everybody that knows me knows that. So I'm happy to be here, man. Good to chop it up with you guys, man. Under What better topic than the Washington football team? Awesome. And for those who are following on YouTube, please be sure to subscribe to the Talking Sports with, with Manny YouTube page. For those that are watching on Twitter, please feel free to comment. This is a, a free show, Liberty show. Just comment. Let's go ahead and have a good time. But I wanted to kick this thing off today with the Terry McLaurin highlights. And it's for a reason. You guys know we now have Ryan Fitzpatrick. And one of the topics was how does uh, Fitzmagic helped to elevate Terry McLaurin's play this year. To me personally, I think that Fitzmagic is going to be the best quarterback that Terry has played with this year. Let me let me let me read some stats to you guys. So, uh, in 2019, uh, with Devontae Parker for eight games, I believe it was the last eight games of 2019. I know Christian knows very well. We played fantasy, and uh, anybody who had Devontae Parker, you pretty much won your fantasy league because he went berserk. He had 45 catches for 108, for 802 yards and five touchdowns. That's in eight games. So the last eight game of the season, he just went off. He went crazy. And after this uh, season, Devontae Parker was able to get paid. Now, Devontae Parker is nowhere near Terry McLaurin, in my opinion. You know, um, So for a 16-game season, is it possible that Terry has 88 catches, 1,600 yards, 10 touchdowns? It's very possible. I've said on uh, Josh Taylor's show, I said uh, 1,600 yards. I've said it on numerous shows. I, I've said 10 touchdowns as well. So let's go around the frames. Hansel, what do you think happens this year with Terry McLaurin with Ryan Fitzpatrick at the quarterback? Well, first of all, I mean, I, of course, I think he's going to have a big year. Um, you know, adding a guy like Curtis Samuel to the lineup obviously – Freeze up a lot, uh, also depending on what we do at other positions like tight end. The more weapons we add, um, even McKissick and everything. A guy like Fitzpatrick, I, for those of you who don't know, I, I live in Miami. I'm a Miami guy. Uh, all my friends are Dolphin fans, so I've gotten, I've gotten to see him up close and personal. What I feel is going to be most important, not just for Terry, but for the team, is the confidence that he's going to bring, the leadership skills. We've all known. We've been fans for forever. Mm -hmm. We know we have not had a guy at that position. Nobody would just come in, take charge, have that moxie. Um, and if we do, you know, hopefully add a young guy, uh, he'll benefit from Fitz too. But going back to McLaurin, um, he's shown what he could do with very little. Yeah, you know, um, he's had a lot of inconsistency at the quarterback position, um, different offenses to learn and all that stuff. Um, I think that Scott Turner is going to grow and that offense is going to grow, and especially with a guy like Fitz, Fitzmagic, who's going to probably have influence, I'm sure, a little bit on that offense. They're going to want to do things that he does well. But Regardless what the play is, you know that a guy like him is going to look downfield. And absolutely. And, and and a guy and a guy like like Terry, the good thing about him is well, he might not be the biggest guy, but I'm going to bet on him all day on 50-50 balls. He's going to go absolutely. up and get it. He's shown it all the time. And and when you show that to a quarterback and you mm -hmm. learn that in practice and you build that chemistry, right? He's he's going he's going to throw to him. So I see him having a really big year. There's going to be a lot of balls to go around. So that's the only thing that kind of makes me hesitant on what the numbers are going to be because I feel like we're going to have an actual offense this year and have weapons. Um, so, But besides that, we, we already know he's going to have a big year. So that, that's my take on that. Awesome, awesome. Christian, what's your take? 
I mean, with Terry, um, I mean, like you said, Hans, we've seen him do so much already with so little. Like, I mean, it's such a difficulty for any wide receiver to have to go through Case Keenum, Colt McCoy, Dwayne Haskins, um, Kyle Allen, Alex Smith in two years of football. Like, that's crazy. To, and then Taylor Heineke for the one game and a half. Like, he's already had a handful of quarterbacks two years in. Like, I can't imagine what he'll finally do when he's able to put down some repetition, get some chemistry going with one guy versus having to, you know, game plan again and again and again. And then seeing Terry's on field, I really wish people saw his route running consistently and watched how he makes his breaks. Because, like, I can give, for example, the Ravens game, that dude made Marlon Humphrey look like burnt, you know, toast out there consistently. Like his head, the way he ha has his head and hip fakes to be able to bait a guy inside, come back out and break away. Like his separation is elite. Um, and I, I mean elite, like there's very few people you can put in that conversation. Now for fantasy players, I think you'll see a number rate, like, like Chris Godwin's 2019 season where his third year breakout, finally he had like 90 catches, 13, 1400 yards, eight something touchdowns like that. Like Fitzpatrick, what we know is he's going to throw the ball. He's going to give his receiver one um, any any kind of contested catch, and we've seen McLaurin do that. I think Terry's going to be a next step because now you have Curtis Samuel in the building. It's not like you can just double-team, triple-team him and then expect Cam Sims or, God forbid, Steve Sims go out there again and drop another <laughs> ball. Um, you know, So overall, I think Terry's primed to have a great breakout season. And, I mean, the character that dude has, like he has high intangible character. Um, for a wide receiver, and I love it. So I think he's going to be a baller this year. Awesome. And for me, man, I feel like Terry reminds me a lot of Allen Robinson. Different skill set for the most part, but for the for the aspect of Allen Robinson is played with some pretty trash quarterbacks. And, you know, he's one of those guys that's matchup proof or, I mean, quarterback proof. So, I mean, Terry is showing <laughs> I mean, with the yeah. guy who plays, continues to, uh, you know, improve and show that he is a legit mm -hmm. wide receiver in this league. It doesn't matter. Like, teams know where the ball is going. Sometimes he's double, triple team, and he still comes up big. George, what's your take on this? It's funny you say QB proof, man. I definitely agree with you on that. I think Terry McLaurin, DeAndre Hopkins, man, two people that are QB proof no matter what they do. Um, Terry McLaurin does have that innate, like, leadership qualities and the hardworking lunch pill, like, quality to one wide receiver. Um, one thing that he's proven over the past two years is that he can withstand volume, right? So his first year, he had 91 targets his first year as a rookie, which is awesome, right? 91 targets, 900 yards, seven touchdowns, right? This year, I don't know if you guys are kind of familiar with it, but 128 targets for Terry McLaurin this year. He's a ball hog. You can basically throw it to him. He can eat mm -hmm. it up, right? Yep. I think as Hans mentioned, it's going to drop back a little bit with, with Curtis Samuel, but maybe, what, 100, you know, 100 targets maybe this year. But you know what? I think what's going to go up for him is, is deep targets. I think with Alex Smith and with Haskins, he was kind of restricted and limited, right? Um, I saw a stat the other day on PFF that 25% of Alex Smith's passes were less than 10 yards, like behind the line of scrimmage and 10 yards within, right? Um, and about 50% were about you know 10 to 15 yards. Flip that for um, Fitzpatrick. He's more. He doesn't necessarily do behind the line of scrimmage. That extra 25% will go to that 10 to 20 yard deep shots, right? So, um, you know, Terry McLaurin had a 14.9 average distance of target, you know, his first year, dropped a 9.9 .9 this, like, you know, last year. But I think it's going to go up. I'd say, you know, maybe about, you know, 12, 13 yards per target, you know, you know, 80, 90 catches. With 17 games, I'm kind of picturing Terry McLaurin with about 1,300 yards, you know, seven touchdowns this year. I think, I think his touchdowns will go up. We only had four touchdowns last year. I think there's going to be a couple of big strikes with Fitzpatrick. would be kind of fun. I think Fitzpatrick's going to let it rip. It's going to be ugly sometimes, but it's going to be a lot of fun sometimes, too. I'm looking forward to it. So that's my, that's my take. Yes, sir. I'm waiting for those deep bombs to Terry McLaurin. It's going to be exciting this season. Adam, what's your take? 
I mean, it's interesting what George was talking about, uh, about how that sending him deep is, is, is just something that we've had a luxury with, with all these different quarterbacks. But one thing I'll say is looking at the Carolina tape with Samuels last year, a lot of people were putting him in the box that, you know, he's just that tweener guy, but Brady really got him to be a better route runner. So I think we're getting a better Samuel than Turner and Rivera had in Carolina. So yeah, I'm really interested because the addition of Humphrey on top of that, again, I just wrote an article about building chemistry. So you bring in Humphrey that had his best year with uh, Fitzpatrick, Fitzpatrick. Bay, 880 mm-hmm. yards. I think it was six touchdowns. And then now you're <laughs> back two former teammates and Samuel McLaurin. I think it's more than just building weapons, building guys at hard stop. It's building that chemistry. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm a draft guy. So a lot of people are saying, okay, now we're set at the slot. I don't think that's at all how it's going to be. I don't think you're going to see a traditional slot, traditional X, or traditional Z in this offense. I think people are going to be interchangeable. And I think, you know, we're talking about all the receivers, you know, another tight end that's going to be able to really spread the field along with Logan Thomas. This is not going to be a traditional offense. I think we're think of the Air Coriel hybrid version. And I think by getting Samuel, they really – there was talk about them targeting Galladay. I really, I question that a bit because how, you know, I don't, I just don't see him in the overall picture that they're trying to run right now. People have given up on AGG a lot. You know, I don't know why coming from the small school level, it's not easy. I saw from 2018, 2019, what he did. So, you know, just factor in these different guys we have before the, even the draft, I think the, you know, all the attention is going to be on Terry McLaurin, but you know, what I'm really excited about is this is going to open up the run game. When you have guys that can go deep like this, What's going to happen is now teams are going to have to be honest. They're going to either have to dedicate people up front or really, if they're going to double Terry and then keep an eye on our other speed guys, it's going to open up the run game. So what I'm excited about is we're all getting caught up in the pass game, but I think this is when we're going to see them really get back to, you know, not that traditional power game, but I think a combination of some zone outside stuff that we see that they like to run. But I think by having – Somebody on McLaurin, everyone's talking about the deep passes, but don't look at OSU. What did he do best, man? Mm-hmm. Blocking. This guy is one of the best blockers I've seen in college football at the receiver position. So I think what's going to go on is Fitzpatrick will open up the offense, but it's going to mm-hmm. just bring the offense together. So I'm excited. They just need to add a few more pieces, but I think you know they have a lot of promise going into this season. I love it. I love it. Disco, what about you? So, you know, what's interesting is, you know, we talked about leadership. Players know. Um, we, you know, players know with a quarterback, um, we've seen pictures of uh, Terry happy um, players know, and he knows what he's been working with. I mean, to the point of, you know, they know what Alex Smith could do and couldn't do no disrespect to Alex, but you know, when you may have to break off your route by, you know, five, 10 yards, you know, instead of going, you know, instead of going 10, 15 yards deep, you may have to break it off six or seven yards, maybe because of the limitations um, that your quarterback may have in the pocket. Um, the other thing I really don't think we appreciate, and I think we alluded to it a little bit, is the the uh, McLaurin's ability to run the full route tree. You know, he's not just outside. He's not just slot. And his ability to run the full route tree with a quarterback like um, Fitzpatrick, I think is something to really, really be excited about. Um, and, and a quarterback, I don't think the Washington football team or the Redskins really have had a quarterback that is, you know, Alex Smith is probably one of the most exciting quarterbacks just in terms of pushing the ball downfield that I can remember we've had in a long time. Now he's going to make some tragic throws, but he's going to, he's going to make some throws that are going to make you say, wow. And hopefully we can live with the ones um, that, you know, that may be a little bit more, um, a little bit more tragic. But the other thing I'm excited about is I, I have sat and watched 
so much football, so many other teams go three and four deep at the wide receiver or pass catcher position while we're sitting generally always at maybe one star and maybe three or four Jags or three or four um, second second and third tier pieces. So I'm really excited about we have, you know, with Samuel and McLaurin, I mean, we have two, you know, and and Gibson, we've got two to three um, uh, blue chip players on on offense and i totally agree with what adam is saying i think people are giving up way too soon on agg he came in mm-hmm. he's hurt he's a, i mean you 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 mold those guys he's on a rookie deal so it's really no rush for him to perform so yeah i'm excited with what we have awesome i had myself mute uh, so <laughs> <laughs> so yeah man perfect segue into the draft but since we're talking about wide receiver, let's go ahead and stick with wide receivers for right now. Uh, just give me a few guys that you're looking at in the draft, and you might feel like we need a receiver. You might feel that we don't need a wide receiver, but I feel like we need all the weapons as possible. Uh, before the Humphrey signing, before uh, the Curtis Samuel signing, I was saying, look, this is a deep, deep draft full of wide receivers, and now we're seeing pro days. Everybody's running a 4-2. Like Disco said on his Twitter uh, <laughs> not too long ago, everybody's running up for it too. But either way, there are some pretty intriguing uh, prospects. Um, I mean, let's start with Hansel. Is there any guy that you're looking at um, wide receiver-wise that you like, that you feel fits this team, maybe in the second round, third round, maybe in the first round? I don't know. Maybe a Jalen Waterfalls. I don't know. But let me – Yeah, let me- <laughs> that's – you know, if, if, if one of those – Guys falls in the first round, one of those Alabama guys. I mean, it's it's hard to pass up on guys like that. It really is. I mean, I know we have other needs, but um, I like how we've been going best player available, and you need to stick to that. That's how we've gotten some of this blue chip talent that we have, um, especially on offense. We know that that's our weakness. If, if we turn that around and we match it to what the defense is doing, I mean, we're going to be unstoppable. But one guy that I, I – before I tell you a couple guys on my list – um, can't sleep on Kelvin Harmon, man. That guy, mm-hmm. I, I have not forgotten about that guy. And he was making a lot of good progress. And he kind of fits what we kind of need, you know, big body going over the middle, running those 10-yard routes, you know, those digs, those ins, um, being physical, going up and getting it. Um, and I do agree uh, with Adam. We, you can't sleep on AGG. You know, he's young. as his first year. We all know it takes about three years to develop as a, in the wide receiver position uh, for it to really click. Um, but some guys that I like, um, obviously – the Twitter world always talks about Rashad Bateman. I mean, that guy is special. I think he's going to be a straight <laughs> baller. Uh, there, you know, people talk about speed. The way I see it, man, it's it's what you do with the ball when it's in your hands. Exactly. You know what I mean? And, and, and a guy like that, I mean, he's proven that that he's dynamic. He's explosive. Um, another guy is Tyler Wallace uh, from uh, OK State. Mm-hmm. I really like him a lot. He, you know, he led. Uh, he, I think, was second to Jerry Judy. Um, for, for the top receiver in, in college. Um, he, he's broken a bunch of records. He had a, a game for 222 yards, a game for 220 yards, I think, against Oklahoma. Uh, I, I want to say one of them was against uh, uh, Texas also. But um, And another guy, of course, Rondell Moore. Oh, man, that guy right there. And, and, and you know, he's a, you know the, you look at our offense, and we do have, like, a bigger guy like AGG and Kevin Harmon, and we're going to try to give those guys a chance to develop. Um, I love what Turner's doing. Like, you know, alignment assignment. It's really hard to follow in football when you got guys in the backfield like what we're doing. I mean, right. the, the crazy thing is you can add, you could put McKissick, Gibson, Curtis Samuel, and McLaurin all on the field at the same time. And it's just like interchangeable. The guys are so similar. Their traits and their skills are so similar 
not only that, another thing that I'm excited about Curtis Samuel is that the, the familiarity that he has with McLaurin from their days at, at Ohio State. You know, you, you cannot – like bringing in a free agent sometimes, it takes a while to mesh and blend. But in that room, you got guys who are leaders who know how to do it together. You add it with a guy like Chase Young, obviously the Ohio State uh, right. tie. But um, but those are some of the you know I would say three guys that I'm kind of looking at. But if we got a guy like like more, I, I mean I'd do backflips if we got a guy like that. Yeah, awesome. I mean, like like you said, it's all about best available prospect. I mean, yeah. if Rondo Moore is sitting there at 51, I mean, you gotta pull that trigger, man. You gotta, pull, you gotta it, pull that trigger. You gotta pull that trigger because <laughs> when you look at the rankings, right? You got your, you know, like your big three, the Jamar Chase and the two Alabama guys, and then mm. maybe uh, Bateman and Rondo Moore. They're 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 all right there. They're all right there. And and who knows? I mean. Rondo Moore, that's like my second favorite guy after Bateman, and the guy can just do it all. Christian, let me get your take on this, man. Yeah, so, I mean, piggybacking off the draft strategy, I've never been one to draft for need. I think that ends up always leading you to get stagnant. And, like, I mean, you just look – I mean, just look at the example from last year. I thought Antonio Gibson, when I first heard that pick go down, I was like, why are we taking the running back? But then when you see the progression – when you see the progression of what happens, like – um. Agent Pearson ended up cutting. Darius Geis had the off-field issue. Before you know it, I mean, AG was the guy, and then he actually played great football down the stretch, if you ask me. Yep. Um, so did McKissick as well. Um, but, yeah, I think you always draft for best player available because, I mean, if you can form a strength and a strength, then do it. And if that happens to be a filling and need too, then great. But, I mean, you want talent. You want blue-chip people who can become something more than just, well, we, there was nothing else we could get, so we'll just take him just because. Um, right. Now – this will probably be an unpopular opinion among Washington fans, but I'm, I'm not personally a big Harmon fan. Um, I think for my taste, he's too much of a body catcher and kind of like iffy with his routes. Now, granted, he's a six-round pick from two years ago, and mm-hmm. things can change, and he just had a devastating injury, so I'm not going to write the guy off, and he's on a rookie contract. So, like, no, it's not like we paid him Galladay money and then expect mm-hmm. the world out of him, no. I mean, cl- classic, but that's just me. Right. Um, now, it, obviously, the easy answer for receivers is Rondell Moore. I mean, in the draft, I mean, that's, I think we already kind of hit the golden button on that. This draft is very deep for slot receivers. Um, and I think it was Adam or Disco who said it, like, just because we signed Humphreys doesn't mean you should draft another, like, absolutely take another. Um, build a strength. I mean, Manny, I think on another episode, you had said, like, the Rams took Vance Jefferson or someone like that, third or fourth round, on yep. top of having Woods and Cup and, you know, what they got. Like, so you never want to stop upgrading and keeping a strength up because mm-hmm. what if Terry does go down? Then you're back to Curtis being the number one, and then, you know, things happen and change from there. So, I mean, I'll st- I'll, I I also will admit too up front, I'm not I haven't done my deepest study of wide receivers this draft, so I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I know everything. But Rondo Moore has been the one, and for the few that I have watched, that guy's been consistently like a jitterbug of fun. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> George. Man, it's why receiving class is awesome. I've been lo- I've been loving watching them. It's so great. Um, honestly, I did a mock draft the other day. Um, very easily, six wide receivers can go in the first round, in my opinion. There's so many mm-hmm. good wide receivers that are out there. Yep. Um, you know, my favorite wide receiver, like you know, everyone likes Jamar Chase. I love Waddle, man. Like I know we're not going to get him, but I, I love yeah. Waddle. I think he's kind of a more refined um, Henry Ruggs, kind of like a Taylor Hilton kind of person. Like he can explode, just take off and one cut and gone. I love that. Mm-hmm. Just kind of like he's just a great player. Um, to answer your question, though, man, more like a later draft pick, um, mm-hmm. Diane Brown from North Carolina. I think he's an explosive player. He can definitely mm-hmm. hit the ball deep. He can hit those, like, you know, long shots. Mm-hmm. He really, like, he stacks the wide receivers well. Um, he can win those 50-50 balls, even though he's not huge, but he still right. he knows how to manipulate his body at the last second, which mm-hmm. is great. 
Um, people talk about Nico Collins often from Michigan. Um, he's, he's a strong off-coverage kind of guy. He, um, I just don't know if he'd fit into our system well. Like he would be a good boundary wide receiver because we need one, but he's not mm -hmm. necessarily explosive, right? We kind of would have to like use him off of play actions and hopefully get those long, deeper plays to get his long speed to use sure. him there. Um, people don't like this guy, but if, I think if we get him late, I think in a second round is a lot better value than the 19th pick. Kadarius mm -hmm. Tony, man, people definitely were like, you know what, like 19, it's kind of crazy. You know, right. I wouldn't do it, take him there. 51, mm -hmm. it gets real appealing. I think, right. like, mm -hmm. for, for Washington, I think it would be criminal if we don't take a wide receiver on day two. We should definitely take a wide receiver in the second or third round, keep adding talent because Curtis Samuel Sad. goes down, McLaurin goes down, we're in trouble. And I think Tony right. can do everything punt returner because we need one. Um, I think he's explosive in the slot. Um, he basically mm -hmm. he's 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 not a motor. I don't know if you guys have actually watched him play. He's like this hyper, mm -hmm. right? He's the only yeah. thing about him is he's got to get his feet underneath him. Like he's, sometimes he's too erratic when he's running plays. But I think if he can kind of hone that in, he could explode. And that'd be kind of a fun late pick in the second or third round. I like it. I like it, uh, Adam. Um, you know, I'm going to go back to last year and look at the situation, how the rugs, Judy and Lamb situation panned out. That's what we got this year, except mm -hmm. rugs. I think, um, you know, we're not going to see Waddle go ahead of Chase. So I think it's Chase, and it's going to surprise a lot, but, you know, it's going to be Waddle. So Devontae Smith, that's the guy that we're going to be looking at. That's the guy that can call it fall to Washington. Mm. I'm an Alabama fan. Everybody knows that. And I'll say the same thing I said about Mac Jones. I'll say about, you know, not similar prospects, but Devontae Smith. There'll be teams that want to jump up and get him. If you're looking at what Washington's trying to do, Terry McLaurin is coming up on a long-term deal. He's going to be one of the highest paid, if not the highest paid in the league. You have mm -hmm. Samuel on that three-year deal. I don't mm -hmm. think getting a first-round receiver financially is in the mm -hmm. plans. It's just my prediction. So mm -hmm. I think what George said, let's start looking at you know uh, second round and after. And Tony, I think he impressed a lot. He had me slipping a lot from everything I've been reading. I, well, you know, more tape I'm seeing. He's not a good route runner. He's mm -hmm. more of a gadget guy, but he's getting better. He's quick. But 51, who you get him, great, but I don't see it. So I'm yeah. going to bring you guys, you know, back to my article. Receiver is the, the position right now. I'm up and down. Um, Fiamme Brown was mentioned. Um, Amon St. Brown, his brother, Equinemius St. Brown, plays for Green Bay. Um, these mm -hmm. are late day two uh, guys I'm going to get into. Elijah Moore, Dwayne Estridge, Elijah Moore, Rogers, Elijah Moore. Daz Newsome. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Um, Shatari's Tutu Atwell, a little undersized, Tutu. but the word <laughs> out there right now is Washington looking for that kick returner, punt returner. So we're not just looking into bring some standard XZ, and that's what you know I keep mm. telling other people that are looking at that. That's not what I think they're looking to do. I think you have Terry on one side, you have Samuel Humphrey or move guys. So you know, start thinking of guys like later round, you know, Jalen Darden, Shy Smith from South Carolina. Um, Shy Smith, I'll start with him. I did player cards on those guys. Shy Smith, he worked under Debo Samuel. He put a lot of people on note, especially scouts at the senior bowl with his toughness. You know, he's nowhere as big as Debo, but they ran him the same kind of plays. He took over mm -hmm. the Debo. So you want to talk about a tough SOB? That's a guy you can get in the fifth. But my favorite guy in this draft right now, he was second in the nation behind Devontae uh, Devontae Smith the touchdowns is Jalen Darden, North Texas. Love Darden. He's just not getting awesome. enough attention. I yeah. think people are caught up. The scouts have reported, um, I think it was 4-5, 4-5-2. Don't get caught up. Just watch mm -hmm. the kids tape. To me, he fits exactly what Washington wants to do. You put him in the slot. You put him in a returner. You know, mm -hmm. another guy, Marquez Stevenson, all have a player card coming out of Houston. Dynamic returner, some injury concerns. But these are the kind of guys I'm looking at. Bateman, all these guys, I won't argue the talent. They're there. But it's going to be a money situation with Terry coming up. And 
with the talent they have, I'm looking more at tight ends in the second round. One of my favorite guys in this draft uh, after Pitts is Brevin Jordan. I think that's the guy you can get at 51. I know you're <laughs> yeah. in South Florida forever, I've been talking about him. Yeah, if anybody yeah. follows me, I, I yeah. preach him all Jacoby the time. Brissett, I watched Jacoby Brissett play in high school. I lived down the street from Dwyer High School in Florida, brother. So I started my scouting down there. That's when I got into it was high school. And I heard about Brevin Jordan's family before even Brevin. But, um, you know, our guy, Nate, you know, everyone knows Nate Jayhawk, man. He turned me on early on. I just have been addicted to his film. The guy's been using the backfield all over the mm -hmm. field. He is that move tight end that fits perfect with Thomas. So we're very focused on these receivers. I think receiver, we can wait. The, the talent is so deep. I can't say the same for tight end. I saw a guy comment about Tommy Tremble from Notre Dame. Mm -hmm. I don't think a, 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 a blocking tight end is what they should look at. That's something that you look mm -hmm. at sixth, seventh round, even undrafted. Right. Move tight end. And I'll say this to end it. Um, there's a lot of guys on this roster that are talented that are just not going to make it. So, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not going to get into the whole conversion <laughs> tight end thing, but we saw with Niles Paul. He was a talented right. guy. So make the decision for yourself. I'm not going to say which prospect, which receiver, but I think mm -hmm. that there's a, maybe a receiver too that could be considered for that third tight end role because they're mm -hmm. not all, they're not going to keep six seven receivers. I see them keeping Harmon. five, maybe six. <laughs> so that's right. Yeah, sorry. This this draft is going to allow them to really build depth on offense. So you know you have Fitzpatrick out there. Just keep loading up on speed, man. I, I love what Kansas City's doing, and I think teams just need to copy what they're doing. Forget the X, forget the Z. Just get speed guys, slot guys that can move. Speed kills. And this, and this is perfect for our next topic, but Disco, what you think? So, you know, I totally agree. You know, you got a layer. I mean, you know, they sat, they signed Adam Humphreys, but he's only on a one-year deal. So, exactly. you know, I mean, you got to look to – good teams layer, and good teams don't – draft particularly high in the draft based on need they draft best player available now um i was a big Kadarius tony fan i think that uh, maybe not at 19 but i think it's it's game over if they get him on this roster for that slot or, or, or punt return i think we under and we have to solve that punt return uh position this year that's a position of want to that's a position where you got to have a little screw loose to be able to do it. Not just a guy to just say, okay, let's catch the ball and let me go down. We need somebody that's a threat to right. score. I would also say, um, you know, one guy I like, is, you know, maybe second, third, well, not second round, but maybe third round, fourth round possibly is Dwayne Eskridge out of Western Michigan. I think he's a guy um, that you bring in and he's not necessarily, he's a guy that you can bring along, but with all of these weapons, this is a perfect opportunity for a mid to late round receiver to thrive. The pressure is not on him. Like you get a guy, I mean, God love him, but you get guys like, you know, the Isaiah Wrights and the um, Steven Sims Jr. who we bring in and we're expecting them to be, you know, pure number two, you know, pure number three receivers. And these guys, you know, these guys are just not that. I mean, I, you know, there are a lot of people that, and I, you know, like others, I'm a little, uh, this may not be as pop. I am not a super huge Cam Sims fan. I think he's good. I think he is progressing. Um, but, um, you know, just I'd like to see more consistency there. So to me, I, you know, um, Samuel, um, um, uh, McLaurin, you know, um, Samuel, I think that Curtis Samuel after that, man, it's a it's 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 a battle for me. Go, to me, those two are locks. Right. Everyone else has got to fight for it. Yeah. I'm, I'm not married to anybody beyond those two. It's mm -hmm. a beautiful thing. Yeah, awesome, awesome stuff, man. So, want to get into the next topic because we're already on a draft uh, talk right now. So, pretty much, um, what do you think are the biggest needs? So, this is a two-part question. 
and we'll end with this. So, what do you think is the biggest needs in the draft? That's one. And number two, what do you think we should do at nineteen? What's your strategy? Do you do you trade back? Do you trade up? Do you stay put? Um, so it's a loaded question. What are what are our needs, and what do you do at nineteen? Hansel, man, how much time do you got? Uh, first of all elephant in the room if anybody sees what i franchise quarterback man franchise quarterback i Mm -hmm. mean number one thing we we haven't had one since slinging sammy ball and none of us were alive at that time you know uh we just go through the names and names but um obviously the linebacker position um you know our defense could be elite if we just you know fix those little holes that we have like obviously the free safety position uh but mainly linebacker you know um obviously tight end if we get brevin jordan i'm telling you right now it's not because i'm a kane homer the guy started as a true freshman yeah but we are tight end you man yeah (laughs) just just that i just said that just believe that i'm telling you that you are gonna get just a fighter a great leader the guy is just if you just see articles or anything on him he bleeds miami and he's not even from there he's from vegas but he just he's one of those guys he's embedded in the culture the mismatches that we would make with that guy with a double tight end sets, we would have so much speed on the field. It's just pick your poison. It does not matter. Fitzmagic is going to have a field day because if we get that guy with what Logan Thomas is doing and what he's building on, because he had a great year. He caught me off guard. I didn't think he was going to ball like that. Nobody yeah. did, I'm sure. Um, but, you know, I mean, he loves to go run goes, have them seam routes, attack them safety, especially in the single high cover three. You know what I'm saying? Pick your poison. It doesn't matter, man. And then you got McLaurin. Samuels, McKissick, it does not matter. We get a guy like that, and I'm telling you, our offense is on and running, especially with, like we just said, all the wide receiver depth that we have. Um, Obviously, some tackle help. Um, You know, I I know Sadiq Charles is there. Let's see what's up with that. But, you know, tackles are important. The trenches are where it's at, but it's not sexy, man. It's not not what I'm about right now. But, (laughs) you know, uh, backup running back for sure, like a short yardage guy, a bammer. I love McKissick and I love Gibson, but I feel like we need somebody – when it's short yardage that we can get the ball to, um, uh, you know, I love the, the kid from Ohio State. Um, I also love Jamar Jeremy. Jefferson um, from, uh, you know, he's going to be that guy. He's not that big, but he's 217, 5'10". He's a load, man. That guy, if you watch his film from Oregon's, uh, Oregon State, he is just between the tackles runner, um, doesn't shy away from contact, doesn't try to go out of bounds. He'd be a great guy to have. Obviously, wide receiver, nickel DB, and last but not least, I know – a lot, a lot of people are not saying it, but I know you're going to feel me on this one. Bring in a damn kicker, man. <laughs> Jose Borregales, man, from Miami. Bring him in. Kick Dustin Hopkins out of here. I'm not a believer in him. Not only that, he's a Florida State guy. I'm about to say. You know, <laughs> replace him with a cane. Replace him with a cane, Jose Borregales. But I'm telling you, you got to bring in competition for that guy because he's had it way too easy, way too long. When the game's on the line or 50 yards back, he just doesn't got it. He's a decent kicker, but he doesn't like he doesn't do it, man. He's not elite. And I know not everybody has an elite kicker, but if we're working on getting better and Ron wants to make the team better and compete at every aspect, you got to bring in competition for him. So that's my lineup and and th- those are my thoughts on that, fellas. I love it. I'm fired up. I'm fired up. Maybe we can. Yeah, man. Let's go. <laughs> you already know. Christian, man, give me your thoughts, man. So, I mean, for draft, like I said, again, I always want to go best available at 19 or any, any pick really, but like 19, especially, and especially in a QB heavy draft. Now I, I, I've said this before in other channels and it's probably unpopular to say, but I think 
the Fitzpatrick move does allow someone to allow us to trade up for a quarterback because he has always been a bridge. Um, now, obviously, we don't want to say that because, like you said, Hans, like our history with first-round quarterbacks is we just saw Dwayne Haskins, RG3 before that, Jason Campbell, um, I can uh, he's Shuler. I can go down the list of first-round quarterbacks. But there's nothing more synonymous. Yeah, exactly. There's nothing more synonymous than mediocre quarterback first-round play and Washington football. Like it just that's that's an unfortunate reality. Um, I personally would like to see if we do take a quarterback. I like sitting him for a, a season. I want the rookie to have his time to watch the game, understand the speed of it, get the lingo down, see what NFL character is like, and Fitzpatrick would allow you to do that. I mean, Alex Smith would have too, but his legs just so far gone at this point. I can't trust it. So, you know, it is what it is in that department. Now, as far as talent is concerned within the first round, obviously, if we don't take a quarterback and just sit at 19, I mean, you're going to see some premier players drop because if you can assume the first four quarterbacks, first five are off the board within, you know, five, six picks right there, then you're forcing a Kyle Pitts down to seven. You're forcing a Micah Parsons that for whatever reason, it seems like of recent, his name's been kind of like coming back down from like the top 10 consideration and Keekly comparisons and whatnot. Um, I mean, biggest need of the team, I think, is middle linebacker. I think if you can get the right guy in the middle of the defense to read, uh, plug a gap, cover the tight end, you know, read the run game, do all those different things, it's going to feast off the D-line we got. And for the love of God, somebody don't put Bapke back there again at free safety. I swear, <laughs> I don't know what that dude does, but he's terrible. We need a free safety bad. Um, I think that would allow the corners to play aggressive uh, uh, ball hawk corner football um, every play because the D-line's not going to give them a quarterback time and a corner that's pressed on like that. You want to give them back in security. So get that free safety. Let them play relaxed, stress-free football up front. And if the offense wants to try to put it downfield, cool. We'll just have the ball hawk down in the middle. Um, Phil's been a big fan of Manny. You know Phil. Um, uh, Richie Grant, that's safety from uh, I forget I the school that. now. But yeah, but he's been he's been campaigning for him hard, and I have to agree as well. Like that dude, um, I want a ball hawk. I want someone. I mean, if you could tell me Earl Thomas could reincarnate, I would take him in a heartbeat here. Right. Um, I mean, obviously not at this current situation with his you know off field stuff, but like that's the kind of player I'd love to see. Um, I think you need to consider offensive guard depth because we can't play this tag game with Scherf continuously and expect something to happen. Like you, you don't want to come out like say for example 2017 when we let Deshaun Jackson. And Garcon walk, and we were forcing Terrell Pryor and Josh Jackson take all those targets. Like you, you don't want to like get to a point of which like they leave, and then you're stuck with nothing, and you're forcing you know a second year guy who's never beaten man coverage to take number one snaps and see number one coverage. And Terrell Pryor, who was a quarterback turned receiver in the NFL, like mm -hmm. you got to be prepared for that. Um, right. Tackle depth. I mean Moses had a bounce back year, but I mean the dude does have this. It seems like for whatever reason, it seems like every other game he has this like ankle that bothers him. Uh, Cornelius Lucas, great story, but like, is he a franchise guy at this point? I don't know. Um, you got to always have offensive line depth. And actually also, I think people forget the third edge rusher behind you know, Sweat and uh, Young. Because now that Kerrigan's walk, you know, you want to have somebody to rotate. Um, whether it's JSW or somebody else in the draft, I mean, you got to get somebody. Um, you want to keep the line of scrimmage fresh. And I mean, that's how the NFC East won it's, back in the day, is you had the trenches secured, locked down, and we're playing dominant football. I got you, man. I think you're muted. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll jump I on love in. It. I love it, give it up. No, it's all good. I think we have to give it up for Ron Rivera, man. I think he did a good job the past two off seasons filling in the gaps for free agency. Like that's that's mm -hmm. what good teams do, right? Mm -hmm. You take free agency, you fill in the gaps, you fill in your needs, you form a nice base. 
going into the draft, which I think we are right now. Like, mm-hmm. granted, we could upgrade it to middle linebacker and free safety and tight end, but nothing is a glaring red alert, in my opinion. I think, you know, obviously we can upgrade, but nothing's a red alert. So, like, for me, an ideal situation would be to move back. I know it's not necessarily the most popular thing in the world, but if we can move back later in the first round, maybe pick up another second, mm-hmm. that'd allow us to have such a deep class. We can definitely build our talent base up there. 19 is kind of like a um, like no man's land. So basically it's like, you know, we are, you know, we're not necessarily the premier like blue chip prospects. We're kind of at the edge of that. So if we get in late 20s, early, you know, get a 20th pick and then also pick it in the second round, that'd be awesome. But um, if we have to stay, um, I agree with the commenter right there. I think uh, Darius will be an awesome pick in 19. I think um, he might fall. Like he might, he might actually go really, really him and Rashawn Slater and, um, you know, uh, Pinay Sewell will go pretty early, mm-hmm. I think, with tackles. But if he falls, he would be the safest floor, and he would be a long-term need. Like, we, Washington's known for having stout, standout left tackles, Chris Samuels, Trent Williams, mm-hmm. plug-and-play 10 years. We'd have him there. And you guys are talking about Sadiq Charles. There's been talk about him being moved to guard. That's an instant mm-hmm. upgrade. Could you imagine him walking in as our left guard? We get Darisar as a left tackle. We still have, um, you know, Sheriff and Moses. We have a pretty stout line out of nowhere, right? We definitely upgraded pretty hard. That year, if it happened, um, if Darius saw <laughs> this guy stealing all my thing, all yeah, my thunder right that's here, the guy right there. <laughs> he's he's my yeah, I, I that's right the there. guy, that's I, the guy. I know me and Adam are gonna say we had this conversation yesterday. So, my big thing is this Darius saw the safest floor. I love Collins, man. I th- Adam and I got the same like perspective on it. I see him as like a middle linebacker, 6'4, mm. 260. He's that mm. Brian Erlacher build. Mm. He is awesome zone coverage back. Like he he could play the middle. People are like, you know, where do you put him? Put him in the middle. He can blitz. He's a good pass rusher. His only area of improvement from what I've scouted and from what I've read is maybe like, you know, not necessarily a thumper in a running attack, but you know, who cares? But you can develop that over time. Being at 6'4", 260 in the red zone, mm-hmm. playing zone coverage, you just imagine that as swatting balls down, just taking that away. Um, so I like those two picks. Um, let me see what else I got. I have a couple of notes. Um, Bateman's there at 19, but I think that's too high for the wide receivers. I, I think, like, you know, with a deep class, it's buying high. And, uh, you know, this I think Adam's going to kill me on this one, but joke. I think I kind of see him there as well. Um, Jeremiah Owasu Kamamoa, however you pronounce his last name. I like Collins better. I think uh, he's kind yeah. of a – I, the only thing that I find intriguing about Joke is his speed. I think we just talked about it, speed kills. Put him in there. You never know. He can play a weak side linebacker. He's a great zone coverage back. He has great pursuit. You never know. Maybe with Jack Dorio being creative, he could be a flexible option. But it'll be Darisol, Collins, and Joke for me. One, two, three. We'll be my choices. Man, awesome, man. Those are great, great uh, uh, prospects, definitely. Adam? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go on Zayvon Collins like we were talking about. That's one of my favorite prospects. Um the Erlacher build, yeah, but it's the Erlacher ability, too, because mm. I've just been watching what I saw in a two-year span is how he improved. And the 260, he's not going to play under 260. He's going to mm. – if he comes to Washington, that is. If he goes in a 3-4, he'll, he could stay with that. Mystery. And they can try to plug mm. him in an outside linebacker. Mm. I think that's a waste of his talent, though. I think you can see him play yep. more in that 245 range in a Del Rio system, you know, on early downs. You know, I think you can use him in a variety of ways, but he is that big Mike that we can use we can drop him in a coverage there's just so much he can do two games sealed by interception so we talk about coverage you linebackers that? you know 97 yard return touchdown to end the game <laughs> another interception in midfield while the other team was marching so that's what i want to see i want to see gamers size tape cool but i want to see gamers and what does he do collins takes over games so if they want to put him in this box that he takes over games. so if washington has a chance at 19 you take him 
Um, but I'm agreeing with George. You know, there's a lot of scenarios that I think you're going to trade back. Um, a guy that I probably like, two guys I like after that are uh, Nick Bolton. Love Nick Bolton. Love a little him. rich at 19, but he's still in that tw- top 25 range. And uh, Richie Grant, um, the safety out of uh, Wake Forest. UCF. Uh, yeah. Excuse me, UCF. UCF. Um, he is one of my favorite. You know, Morick, too, from TCU is legit. But Richie mm-hmm. Grant, just what I saw uh, during the Senior Bowl, uh, little things here and there how he is anticipating uh, reads better. I have him as a legit day one starter free safety. But if you look at the way Washington is, you know, breaking down right now, it doesn't sound like Landon Collins is too eager to slide Play inside. You know, we've, told, we've heard of Al Galdi, a lot of people that have actually heard from him, talked to him. He's basically saying, no, he's got a, a contract that they cannot dump right now. Mm-hmm. Next year, it's a little more feasible. So are we talking about Cam Curl at free safety? I think we could see a combination of Fuller and him maybe in this free safety set. So I don't think that they're going to go free safety in round one. So to me, it's Xavier Collins, it's Nick yep. Bolton. And I put such high emphasis on middle linebacker. Everybody's saying they've drafted defense so many years, they need to go the other way. You want to solidify a unit. And a middle exactly. linebacker allows you to have William Jackson, all the other guys. Moreland will have a career year if we can get a solid middle linebacker. Yeah. I guarantee it, guys. So before you know, the offense is a work in progress, you can solidify the D right now. This D, if you can, it can be good enough. We saw sure. what happened with Tampa Bay in Kansas City. You can build that team good enough. And you're with an extra 17-game, offensive lines are going to be beaten down this year. So what do you do? Defense, defense, defense. So it's B- yeah. We talk about BPA, um, but also in the Washington, there's there's fits there because we talk about Collins and Bolton. Um, who knows how the draft's going to really go out right now? But I'm seeing all these quarterbacks, all these receivers, Kyle Pitts, even some offensive linemen, some prime talent's going to drop to drop to Washington. So they're going to have a lot of options going in for sure. I agree. Absolutely. And, you know, there's a uh, a riser in Jamin Davis, you know, where those numbers today were where the football team trades back and (laughs) trades back. There's a potential that the team can trade back two or three times and end up with some serious assets, pick up some extra second uh, and third round picks, and it can really fill a lot of holes in a lot of spots and still get the best available. So, I mean, you trade back two or three times, you can get you a, a Richie Grant in the late 20s. Mm-hmm. So there's some possibilities there. What about you, Disco? So I think that, you know, the, you know Washington has put themselves in a really good position uh, with what they've done in free agency because – they're not, they, you know, the the Sam, you know, landing Samuel. They're not pressed to get a. Had they not landed uh, Samuel at, uh, in free agency, they're pressed to get a wide receiver. I think at nineteen, um, I think getting uh, William Jackson, um, you know, allows them, you know, a lot more flexibility. But I'm going to say this. I'm going to go back to uh, Hans's point. You know, a franchise quarterback. Uh, you know, and I and I and and even what they've done with uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and not having to press to get a quarterback. But if Ron's guys there, you got to get it. I, you got to get them. I, I, I would trade up for him if it's your guy, and you have to be right. Because I'm gonna say this: there, you know, the fact, and I know the history of this team with first rounders, and we've we've mm-hmm. just been abysmal for third. But that would have absolutely zero bearing on what I do at quarterback. Because here's the thing: the reason why is we've had no vision, no leadership, and too many coaches mm-hmm. over 30 years. So now we have some stability. So and now and we have some talented coaches to help develop. So now could be the opportunity to do that. So I would not be upset at all because you've uh, you've laid the found you have some pieces in place. 
Now, having said that, if that doesn't work out and you, you know, you, you can't reach, if that doesn't work out, look, Ron Rivera's probably said, okay, offense, you've had your fun. You got your toys. Let me go get mine. Let me get my culture establishing middle linebacker. I like Zayvon Collins. I think he could be the pick. Um, I, I wouldn't be mad with Joke, but I think Zayvon Collins is that dude. Maybe Jabril Cox, maybe if, if, if he's you know in the second round. Um, he's a guy um, that you may want to look at as well. Um, so I think he has to go get his cornerstone of his defense at middle linebacker. It just depends on whether it's going to be at, at 19 or whether it's going to be at 52. But I think they have put themselves in a really good position to be flexible in this draft. I remember Ron Revere saying, you know, not having a second round pick last year hurt. Right. You know, now they've got two, you know, two third rounders. You know, maybe if you move, if you're able to move back, somebody's going to fall back. It's going to allow somebody else to move up. But again, it takes two, it takes two to tango. So that's kind of where I, you know, what, what I'm looking at. And I love it. I mean, all great points. Just imagine if five quarterbacks go in the top 10. There's a strong possibility that five quarterbacks can go in the top 10. So that's five guys, right? Then we know the top three wide receivers probably go top 15. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe. And if and if not, let's say that two or three tackles go, right? And then maybe a couple of linebackers go, maybe a position, maybe somebody reaches for a free safety. I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. something crazy happens. Then you're looking mm-hmm. at a top three wide receiver in 19 or a, or a, a Micah Parsons. In 19, mm-hmm. something is gonna fall. Something I'm is gonna, gonna, gonna fall, and yeah, we're gonna walk away happy. So, man, we're coming to the end of the show. I'm gonna go around the frames one more time. Uh, introduce yourself, tell the uh tell the people where they can find you on social media, and then you can give me one last point, one last remark, make it all like in a minute, and then we'll just go from there. Hansel. Yeah, uh well, it's fresh on my brain. I just wanted to uh a touch on Adam's point of, you know, like solidifying that middle linebacker. If we get that defense where it's humming and it's perfect and we don't have any gaps, it allows a guy like Fitzmagic when he makes errors, because we know it's going to happen in games like that, where the game will still be close because our defense will keep us in the game. So Mm -hmm. eventually he'll snap out of it and he'll hit one and we can win. So mm-hmm. uh, we make that, that section elite and, and it's on, it's over. Um, I, because it's, it's, you know, we've seen what the NFL does. It's a passing league, but when you sit, when you have a championship caliber defense, like what San Francisco had, which I love how we fo- followed their kind of like their mold of all first round defensive linemen. Um, you, you see what it could do. It's deadly. Um, defense does win championships. I don't care what anybody says. I coach defense. I play defense. That's the way it is. Um, if you can't score on us, you can't win. But you can find me, obviously, on, so, on social media. I don't have pods or anything like that, but I love this. I've, I've had so much fun. I hope that if you guys ever want to invite me, um, I bring a lot of energy. I'm an energetic guy. Um, I love to have fun. I love this type of stuff. I've never been on it, but that's my passion. I'm a sports management major. It's what I went to school for. First time in my life I ever got honors. Yeah, man, but, but, but I appreciate you guys having me, and, and I'm excited to see what Ron's going to do. Um, I do agree the last point at 19, we are in a good spot if somebody falls because, you know, draft boards are going to have five or six guys that you like that you'll take that position. So we can afford to trade back and, and we are in a good spot. So I pick up an extra second or something like that, as long as we don't drop too far back mm-hmm. and still range of our guy. But I never answered the question. So I just want to say Zayvon Collins would be definitely, definitely yeah. the, the pick. I mean, it just mm-hmm. the guy on film is just outstanding. His measurables. I mean, he's huge. He can play in coverage. He sits there. He he baits the quarterback. I mean, a lot of things that you don't see 
a lot of players play like the size that he has and the cerebral way that he plays. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he'd be an awesome addition to the team. But again, I mean, that's my Twitter handle. You can find me on Facebook, anything like that. My name's actually Hansel. A lot of people call me Hans, but it's Hans, but it's uh, it's Hansel, like the story Hansel and Gretel. But mm-hmm. hey, man, I appreciate you guys having on Manny. Thank you for my first opportunity on here, mm-hmm. man. Much love to you, fellas. Yeah. I had a blast, yeah. man. This was great, man. I really enjoyed the energy. You guys are all good. I respect all your opinions and and thanks for contributing to the uh, to the football team slash Redskins world because uh, we all appreciate you guys. Absolutely, man. Hey, that boy good. His first time, he's good. He's good. You will definitely <laughs> back on the show. Appreciate, appreciate it, man. Yeah. I appreciate that, mm-hmm. fellas. Yes, sir. Christian. All right. Yeah, I mean, um, I don't have my own any podcasts or writings or anything. I I refer everything to Redskins Hub via Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, any social media between myself and the fellow admins, like. Uh, you can follow find us through uh, NFL Capology, for example, uh, Haw, Fantasy Hogs Click, whatnot, uh, for social media references. As for this team, um, I'll, I think the the most unsung addition is actually uh, the guy getting healthy who was on our team last year tore his bicep is Matt Ioannidis. I think we forget that that dude is the is our best interior rusher. Um, I don't care anyone says like I like Allen and Payne. Don't get me wrong, settles a good story. Ioannidis is the best one. And when you have someone who can collapse the interior of the pocket and force a quarterback to have to go out to a sweating young, I mean, I, I could see <laughs> if, if you told me the front could stay healthy for all 17 games, I could see a 30-sack season between sweat and young. Like those two, when you have that kind of offense that can finally get respectability and not just, you know, oh, we're going to run here, run here, three and out, we're out. Like actually it's going to have some kind of high flying. Like when you when you have a defense like that, and if you add like a – if you told me Zayman Collins was added to that, man, this defense – I don't care how uh, pass you know happy this league can get. We just saw in the Super Bowl <laughs> defense wins championships. It just does. Him behind. Um, my... Go ahead. <laughs> no, him behind Matt Anitis, like you said. Oh, oh my gosh. No, it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be football porn. Honestly, like it's gonna be the kind of <laughs> kind of line. You know, you have your you have your cocoa butter in hand, ready to go. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's... I like to see. All right. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, like, so, like genuinely, I think this the line of scrimmage is where it's won. I mean, I'm probably biased too because I've been a career lineman. I mean, I've been offensive alignment all my life, but I'll agree. Like, defense wins championships. I want, I not only want to be able to put points on the board, but I want to know that when I do score, it's not going to be like, oh, I have to go out there and put 35 a game to succeed. No, I can, I can have a bad day and we're going to win because I know the defense is going to allow one touchdown. That's it. You know, have good luck. Um, so yeah, uh, Again, follow me. If you're going to follow me on anything, it's, I'm going to refer it to Redskins Hub. Um, I'm, I'm not in my own entity in that regard. And those other admins between Cal, Tony, Phil, all of them, they do some great work. Um, so, yeah, thank you for having me, man. It's been a joy finally after all this time, man. We've been talking about it uh, to finally get on here, um, talk with you all. I'm honored to be on the show, man. Absolutely. <laughs> George. Uh, first of all, first of all, thank you, Manny. I really appreciate you inviting me on here, man. I, lo- I love talking Redskins all day long. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's been an honor talking to you and Hans and Christian and Adam. Just go talk to you guys all the time on Twitter. So I just see you guys in person and talk to you guys. So thank you for having me, and I really appreciate that. Um, you know, you guys can follow me at, at gcarmy21 at um, at gcarmy21. I'm also um, an editor at fullpresscoverage.com. We have a great group of guys that always put in good effort, and you know, we all really care about the teams. So we, you know, doing our research, due diligence. So check us out there at FBC underscore WSH for Washington there. Um, in regard to the team, um, I I guess my big takeaway is I trust the process, man. I'm really happy with Ron Rivera. I love our GMs in place. We actually have professionals running the team. Um, I'm looking forward to a good draft. I, I think my dream scenario, I mean, I love linebacker. I played linebacker in high school. That's my favorite position. I would love Zayvon Collins, but um, 
I think dream scenario, right? Let's say Darisol falls to left tackle. We manipulate the board with our third round picks, move up, get Nick Bolton. I love Nick Bolton a lot. He's a sledgehammer. His only limitation is a little bit smaller, but like he's awesome. He's a great run fits. Navarro Bowman esque. He's a great player. I'd love that. So that'd be great. Um, look out for the free agency wire too after the draft. There's Trey Boston still available. There's some good players. People don't like James Conner. He's sitting there, right? So he might be an upgrade over Peyton Barber or something like that. Adam's <laughs> laughing at me, but are little little small things here or there. But you know, basically there's some people out there too. So mm-hmm. pleasure as always, guys. So you know, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Adam. Um, yeah, uh, just follow me at the BNG report. Uh, you'll see most information. Uh, this is the busy time. This is when everyone wants to be my friend. <laughs> uh, I'm the co-host on football garbage time. Uh, we're a fantasy podcast. We do a lot of Washington football, but a lot of going around the NFL, especially come during nice. the year, a lot more fantasy focus. I'm, I'm an honorary go co-host on uh, the brawl network now with, uh, Parker Hamlet, uh, Rio and some great guys over there working with, uh, Josh Taylor over at the capital network. Um, nice as a consultant as well so i'm kind of all over the place but uh basically main reason what i'm doing is for the fans uh right here this is our one click uh prospect cards uh you go to our site all you got to do we talked about jalen darden you click the card you go to the you get the full evaluation you get the full youtube you get everything you need it's one click i got crappy wi-fi so you can't see it um but you go to my site. Uh, we have uh, full Washington news. We have a section that we do bring everything over from Washington site. You don't have to leave our site. Uh, we have our Washington football articles. And like I said, we have that prospect card section uh, where you can choose the player card, um, get the full evaluation, highlight video, projection of Washington, which is the most important. So again, that's the Burgundy and goldreport.com. Find everything there, man. We do it for the fans. Hail DC, man. Awesome. Disco, take us home. So, yeah, hey, man, you got, you know, I respect you guys, man. We chop it up on Twitter, man. This has been awesome, Manny. Thank you for having us, have, you know, having me, having us. I, you know, I'm, I'm at um, Disco Q5, D-I-S-C-O-Q-U-E-5 on Twitter. Follow me. So I'm, I'm interested to see how this draft goes up because it seems like a relaxed draft. It just feels like going into it, we have a good number of picks. We have some needs. We have some holes to fill but we've done some work in free agency. So this is going to be an enjoyable draft. And the other thing that I'm really looking forward to that I've actually over the last few years, I'm looking forward to day three. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm really looking to see what they do, you know, sixth, seventh round. And normally, you know, Saturday, I'm out doing something like whatever. Those are throwaway days and throwaway right. picks. Now, more I'm like, yo, who we get, who we get in the sixth? Who do we get in the seventh? You know, we got two seventh round. I mean, look at Jimmy Morley. Greg Stroman, mm-hmm. um, Martin Mayhew actually mentioned by name the other day, so it sounds like he really likes him. But, you know, the other thing I'm really interested in, and this goes back, I really think an underrated need for this team is running back. And, and I, I agree. Because here's the yeah. thing. Look, look at when, when Gibson went down for those couple games. I, I mean, like, okay, mm-hmm. J.D. McKissick is, is a really good story. But, I mean, just in a heartbeat like that, you know, you're all of a sudden thin at that running back position. Yeah. So not, so, not so, so much looking at – you know, not at 19, and I'm not one of these guys, oh, you know, um, we don't need one of those. You can get one of those later in the later round. I mean, people say that to sound smart, and I and I get it. But I'm really interested to see where guys like Najee Harris go, where Trey Sermon goes. Like Trey where, Sermon. You know, where Travis Etienne goes. And, and I'm not mm. suggesting that we, you know, that we get those guys at 19. But, you know, if Najee, I mean, that dude is a beast. So, I mean, what you going to do if he's sitting there? You know, I mean, if you're really talking about best player available. So I'm really interested to see how this draft is going to fall out because I think there's some players that are going to drop and we're in a perfect position with those, with the, you know, with the two third round picks. Thank, thanks again, guys. I loved it.
Absolutely. And I am your host, Manny Chakuba. You guys can follow me on Twitter. Be sure to follow the podcast page, Back Row Redskins. Be sure to follow the YouTube, Talking Sports with Manny, on Instagram, Facebook. And, hey, got some merch. It's out. Support your boy. Once again, you're listening. <laughs> Back Row Raskins show, and this is your boy Manny, and we are out. Happy Easter, y'all. Happy Easter. Easter. That's awesome. Happy Easter. You guys. Yep, yep. Thanks, Manny. I appreciate it, man. Thanks, Manny.